in a move that has probably been a long time coming, the Blue Jackets have finally fired Yamakakalainen, and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about on today's bonus episode of Locked On Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making us your first listen of the day every single day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, on YouTube, and on SiriusXM. This is not what I thought I'd be recording today. If I'm being uh, if I'm being real honest, I was not expecting to uh, actively wake up to the news that Yarmulkeinen has been relieved of his duties by General Man- by uh, President of Hockey Operations John Davidson. Um, and now here we are, three weeks before the trade deadline is probably the latest they probably could have have done that. Um, because if you know he's not the GM of the future, then you don't want him here for the trade deadline. I. Thought they might keep him anyway, which would have been a mistake. But hey, we are finally free of uh, Kakalainen's refusal to admit that this team is worse than it is. Is the thing, and like I'm going to do a longer episode tomorrow where we talk about kind of Yaw Kakalainen's career with Columbus, all of the great things he did. Um, but right now, what I'm thinking about in terms of Kakalainen is. For the second year in a row, he seems to have decided that this team is better than it is. And, you know, I'm not mad about him going out and signing Johnny Gaudreau, but I was confused by it because I didn't think that's where this team was in the lifespan of the rebuild. And then again, in the offseason, made another bunch of, uh, frankly, confusing moves, bringing in Severson, bringing in Provorov. I understand that they wanted the defense to get a little bit older, a little bit tougher, a little bit healthier. Um, but it didn't make sense as to where this team was in their timeline. It felt like he was trying to kind of fast forward the rebuild and he was doing it in a way that was unsustainable. And now here we are team bottom of the standings, basically for what the third, third year in a row, second year in a row, technically Um, the blue jackets have picked in the top six, the past five years, past four years, excuse me. I it's it, early here. I haven't had my coffee. Um, I just literally woke up to this news. But the problem now becomes: what do you do with the trade deadline? Is there a rush to hire someone for the trade deadline? Is uh, John Davidson just going to do the trade deadline stuff? And um, the Blue Jackets have a lot of moving pieces. Um, and I think this probably changes how the trade deadline is approached. Uh, again, depending on, do they hire someone? Do they uh, keep John Davidson as the interim for the trade deadline? Like, there's, again, a lot of moving pieces here. Um, it's going to be interesting. There's a couple of candidates that immediately jump out to me as replacements. Um, but we'll we'll talk about those in, in a second here. Um, I just want to just kind of finish up my thoughts on on Kakalainen being fired. Like, it sucks. He has been here for a long time. He is the longest tenured GM in 
Blue Jackets history, he might have been one of the longest tenured GMs in the NHL as a whole. Um, you know, so it always sucks when someone gets fired after over a decade of, of doing their jobs. But this is the right decision. This had to be done. Um, should it have been done a few a while ago? Probably, yes. But here we are. It's happened. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens in the future. I'm excited to see what the team does with it. Um, I think there's a lot of things on this team that will probably get a little bit better now. Uh, I don't think Yama has been great at trades in the past couple of seasons. I think he's been excellent at drafting. But if the new GM is smart, then they will keep utilizing the scouting staff that Yamakalainen put together. Um, you know, guys like Vila Siren uh, has done fantastic job of, of scouting for this team. So, and, and so that's kind of contracts I feel about which is a sound that's going to come across great in this uh, audio podcast format um but i i think i'm okay with this at the end of the day um i don't think john mcclellan did a great job with contract i don't think he did a great job with trades especially recently i think he was an excellent drafter so i think that's probably where the team will suffer a little bit and uh, frankly Yamaka and drafting was great for a bad team because they have picked up a lot of very, very good pieces. And now it's time to see what the next GM can do with these pieces um, in terms of, you know, contract, in terms of maybe picking up some more pieces. Um, you know, do they trade Boone Jenner now? I saw some conflicting arguments on that of like, well, a brand new GM is not going to march into the team and immediately trade the captain, the heart and soul of the team on a very reasonable contract who wants to be here, actively does not want to be traded. Um, On the flip side, a new GM might come in and be like, well, we're going to clean house. We're going to burn everything down. We're going to tear it down to the studs and build it back up. So I lean towards the first option. And especially if if John Davidson stays in charge of, of the trade deadline stuff, then Jenner is definitely not moving. Um, but we'll see. Uh, color options for just to kind of wrap up this this mini episode. Um, again, I'll do like a longer episode for tomorrow. Obviously, I already had today's episode recorded and posted when all of this kicked off. So um, we will figure that out tomorrow. But I wanted to kind of highlight a couple of options. Um, some internal options, some out, some external. That's not the word. Some external options. I know that they love to hire internally, but... I don't know if that's the move. A um, couple of, of names. So one name that I really like is Trevor Timmons, who works in the uh, player development and player evaluation program uh, or department. He was the assistant GM for the Montreal Canadiens for a very long time. Uh, and I've heard really, really good things about him from my pals over at Lockdown Canadians. So he's definitely a name that I'm looking at if they go with an internal hire. Um, I know people are making a lot of noise about Rick Nash. I don't think that's in the cards yet. I wouldn't necessarily hate it. It wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think after all of the drama that they've had about, um, you know, first time coaches, first time, etc., like Brad Larson mistake, uh, Pascal Vincent, maybe he'll improve with it under a different GM that gives him a little bit more freedom on 
that's really interesting actually and that's something i'm going to talk about tomorrow i can't get too distracted because this has to be a quick um ideally under 10 minute episode but we're already eight minutes so um i wonder how much Pascal Vincent's lineup decisions were based on what Kekalainen was telling him. So I'll be interested to see if there's any kind of change in the coaching now that Kekalainen is not the GM. Um, but external options, uh, I know Jeff Gordon has been na- linked. Uh, he is the Habs vice president of hockey operations right now, I believe. Um, Matthew Darche, who is uh, in Tampa Bay, I want to say. I looked this up a couple of days ago and then immediately forgot because of who I am as a person. Uh, and then Eric Tulski in Carolina has to be at the top of everyone's list. I think he is a phenomenal uh, talent in GMing. I thought he was going to go to Pittsburgh. He didn't. Dubas went there. Um, he's probably my number one pick. And again, this is something we'll get into in a little bit more detail kind of later on in the week. I suspect that we will have lots and lots of content about this um as as things kind of unfold as candidates fall into place things like that so um yeah that's kind of that's my initial thoughts on the firing is uh two thumbs up from me sad to sad to see him go but not in a way that's like okay this is the right move for the team it always sucks when someone who has been in this position for a long time loses their job but it was the right decision. It was a decision that had to be made. And uh, good on John Davidson for making it now instead of this time next month after Kekalainen has already done a bunch of trade deadline stuff. So this gives the team a chance to prep for the trade deadline. Uh, it gives them a chance. It gives them plenty of chance with the draft coming up as well. Obviously, um, firing a GM just before the draft is is always a, a risky proposition. But it's here. It's it's happened. Yamaka Kalainen is no longer with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, like I said, that's what tomorrow's show is going to be about. It's going to be about kind of the legacy of Yamaka Kalainen. What has he left this team um, in terms of victories, in terms of uh, reputation, in terms of players? Like what has what has Yamaka Kalainen done for this organization over the past decade? So that's what tomorrow's episode is going to be. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day, despite the fact that it's my second episode of the day. Uh, you can find us on any podcast platform you choose. You can find us on Amazon Prime. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on SiriusXM. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay Locked on.